guys. Welcome back to Typically Peachy. How's everyone doing? Happy Thursday. If it's Thursday for you, I hope that your day's going well, your week's going well, mine's going pretty well. It's been a little bit busy. That tends to happen after a short week, which I was fortunate enough to have Monday off. But honestly, my weekend did not go entirely according to plan which I'll get into a bit later. But first, what did I do this weekend that was planned and what's new? One of our friends, his birthday was on Saturday. So we celebrated Friday night. That was so fun, so exciting. I love going out on a Friday. I really do, especially on a long weekend because it makes the weekend feel significantly longer in my opinion. So that was fun. Then Saturday came around We had gorgeous weather this weekend, except for the fact that on Saturday, it was freezing. Sunny as can be, but so cold. So we initially planned to go run some errands on Saturday, but me and my boyfriend stepped outside and we were like, no, there is too much walking that would need to take place in this journey today. We need it to be a little bit warmer for that. So we went to get lunch instead. So that was a nice little impromptu lunch that we had on Saturday came home, didn't do anything that out of the ordinary, just chilled, watched some really good content, which of course I will be recommending to you guys. And then what else? Well, Sunday, the temperature did warm up. It got to 40 degrees. I know for anybody that's maybe not from the Midwest or anywhere cold, you may be like 40. That is so cold still. And yes, it is still cold but definitely far more manageable than 20 degrees. So we were living large with 40, sunny. I got my Starbucks. We did the errands that we were going to do on Saturday, and they weren't anything huge. My boyfriend needed a new backpack, so we went shopping for that. We got some groceries for Sunday night dinner that he was going to make. It was just nice to be out and about. And then yeah, Monday rolled around. I had some big plans to get a lot of stuff done on Monday. And I kind of let myself fully relax this weekend, knowing that I had Monday to do all my work. But then I ended up not feeling that great on Monday. So I had to shift a lot of things around, adjust accordingly. Which again, I will get into more of the unexpected parts of this past weekend later on in this episode. But before we do that, Let's carry on into what's hot this week. One story, which was actually announced last week, but last week was love week. It wasn't really on theme for this topic, but I still want to talk about it because we over here love fashion, love following the celebs, what they're wearing, big events in this space. And one of the biggest events in fashion is the Met Gala which I know a couple weeks or maybe even a month back, we talked about the theme, the dress code, but now we officially have the co-chairs. Okay, so just a reminder, what is the theme? What is the dress code? The theme is Sleeping Beauty's Reawakening Fashion, and the official dress code is The Garden of Time, inspired by J.G. Ballard's short story of the same title, written in 1962 can be interpreted in a myriad of ways, says Vogue, but they also say that still will likely see many of floral and botanical looks grace the famed Met Gala red carpet. Like I told you guys then, I'll tell you guys now, I'm excited for this theme. I feel like it's going to be overall so beautiful, 
And the co-chairs for this are pretty good, guys. We have Zendaya, Jennifer Lopez, Bad Bunny, and Chris Hemsworth. The last one I was a little bit surprised by, Chris Hemsworth. But let's see what Vogue has to say about this, shall we? The header of this article coming from Vogue.com, Bad Bunny, Chris Hemsworth, Jennifer Lopez, and Zendaya are the 2024 Met Gala co-chairs. The 2024 Met Gala, taking place on the first Monday in May, is soon upon us. This year, the event is dubbed, quote, the Oscars of Fashion. We'll celebrate the Costume Institute's spring exhibition titled Sleeping Beauty's Reawakening Fashion. As usual, the red carpet affair, to be held on the famed steps of New York City's Metropolitan Museum of Art, will be a can't-miss-style spectacle, especially given this year's star-studded host committee. Bad Bunny, Chris Hemsworth, Jennifer Lopez, Zendaya, and Vogue's Anna Wintour will serve as this year's official co-chairs, while honorary chairs for the evening are Low creative director Jonathan Anderson and TikTok CEO Sho Chu. This year's co-chairs reflect a variety of career achievements and all have distinct style histories with the Met Gala. Rapper Bad Bunny will ring in his third year attending the affair, having delivered an unforgettable backless Jacquemus suit last year, while actor Chris Hemsworth will mark his very first time at the gala. As a 13-time attendee, singer and actor Lopez has mastered the art of delivering statement looks at the annual event. Actor Zendaya, who has graced the Met steps five times, has also proven herself a constant fan favorite on the red carpet. Some of her best moments at the gala have included her show-stopping Dolce & Gabbana gown from 2017, as well as her 2018 Joan of Arc look by Versace. While you'll have to tune in to see what this year's co-chairs will wear, there are hints of what to expect. The dress code is the Garden of Time, and one should consider the aforementioned exhibition, Sleeping Beauty's Reawakening Fashion. The showcase will feature approximately 250 items drawn from the Costume Institute's permanent collection, including some garments that have rarely been seen in public before. The pieces, which span the decade, will all be displayed in entirely new ways, using elements such as AI, CGI, and more, while playing up themes of land, sea, and sky. Okay, so now that I'm reading this, I guess I'm forgetting if we only got the theme and not the dress code before. I don't remember what information we had prior, but regardless, I think that it's exciting. Like I said, I think it's going to be incredibly beautiful. Reading this now about the co-chairs and the things that they have highlighted in this Vogue article... I guess it does kind of make sense why they would want somebody that has been a long-standing guest, why they would want somebody that is a fashion icon, why they would want somebody that is a first-time guest, and why they would want somebody that has a lot of influence in both the fashion and music space. To me, the one that is the most obvious here is Zendaya. Like this article said, there are a lot of fan-favorite looks that Zendaya has worn, I feel like she hits the mark every single time. I'm always excited to see her walk the red carpet. But of course, J-Lo is iconic, has been there 13 times, definitely deserves a co-chair position. Bad Bunny's looks, I feel like, are always so good too. And I'm excited to see what Chris Hemsworth comes out in. It's definitely going to be interesting. I'm interested to see too if there's any cohesion between these four. I guess it'll depend completely on who's dressing them. 
So more to come. It's still only February, so we have a couple months left before the first Monday in May. But I'm excited to see what and who everybody wears. Alright guys, that's it for what's hot. Now let's get right into what's good. Like I said, I watched a good amount of content this weekend. And two things in particular that I really loved. A movie and a show. Let's get into the movie first. It is called Players. Here's your summary. New York sports writer Mac devises successful hookup techniques with friend Adam and their crew. But when she unexpectedly falls head over heels for one of her targets, they must all learn what it takes to go from simply scoring to playing for keeps. It's a cute rom-com. You have sports. You have drama. You also have some great actors in this. Gina Rodriguez, Tom Ellis, Damon Wayans Jr., Liza Koshy. Gina Rodriguez, too, I feel like I've not seen in so long. I love her. She's so good, so funny. I thought she was great in this. So yeah, if you just want something that's light, that's fun, that's funny, that may bring you a little bit of tears at the end, this could be your movie. Again, it is called Players, and you can watch it on Netflix. Alright guys, the next piece of content that I consumed truly took up so much of my time this weekend because of course I had to binge it. It's a show that just made you want to keep watching the next episode, the next episode, the next. Also, I thought this was a show that was going to be six episodes. It was 14 episodes. I was not prepared for what I was getting into. First off, with how much of it there was. Second, the emotional journey that I would be taking binging this show. I don't think I would recommend binging it, if I'm completely honest. Okay, the show is called One Day. There's a very short and sweet summary of it on Netflix. Here it is. After spending graduation night together, Emma and Dexter go their separate ways, but their lives remain intertwined. It's based on the 2009 novel of the same name by David Nichols. Okay, so from that short summary, I feel like you don't quite get all that you need to understand about this show and what it's going to entail, which maybe is a good thing. Because if you understood the roller coaster of emotions that this show would lead you down, I don't know if you would start it. Maybe you still would. If anybody has read this book, I need to know if it is the same as the show, because I imagine that it would be a phenomenal book. It's just such an interesting love and life story about these two people. So much goes on in their lives. So many times they're not on the same page. Their lives are taking completely different trajectories, but they still remain friends with this element of love that they both have for each other. And it's like heartbreaking while simultaneously beautiful basically the whole way through. Like you want them to be together, but you're also rooting for them individually. And you want their friendship to remain intact. So it's like, do you really want them to be together? Because they're not necessarily at the right places in their lives to be together. So there are a lot of lows. And then there are a lot of highs. And then there are a lot more lows again. Like I said, guys, it was a roller coaster for me. When I say I was sobbing, okay, truly sobbing, 
at the end of this show. And that could mean one thing, okay? I could either be really, really happy or really, really sad. You don't really know with me. I cry at really happy moments and really terrible moments. So I'm not going to tell you which one it is. You'll have to watch it for yourself. But I feel like why I had such an emotional reaction to it was because of how great the acting was. Truly, the leads in this were so talented. It stars Amba Kamad, who played Emma Morley, and Leo Woodall, who played Dexter Mayhew. He was in The White Lotus, and I thought he did a really great job in that too. But they were both phenomenal. Such talents. I was floored. They were so believable. I'm like, these two people exist in the real world. I am absolutely sure of it. Also, guys, the female lead's name is Emma. That was both fun for me and hard for me because it made it feel more real. Like, what if this was happening to me? I'm Emma too. (laughs) Maybe a little bit ridiculous. But even my boyfriend, he was catching glimpses of this. And he was like, it's kind of making me sad because her name is Emma. It got a little too real for me at certain moments. I definitely recommend this show, but also have a tissue box near. Again, I don't know if I recommend binging it, because it's just a lot of emotions to sit through for quite literally, what, like seven hours of content. That is so embarrassing that I watch that much TV. But guys, I love it. I can't get enough of it. And I have to have something to rave about to you guys on here, don't I? But anyway, check it out for yourself. Again, it's called One Day, and you can watch it on Netflix. Alright, and last up for what's good, your song. And this song recommendation this week, it's kind of funny how I landed upon it. So, there's this game, okay, like this phone game, called My Monsters, which I am not really a phone gamer, There are some things that I like, like I play Wordle and I like Duolingo, which I think people probably wouldn't consider a game, but I stumbled upon My Monsters because I think my boyfriend got like an ad for it or something and he was like, what the heck is this? And just decided to check it out. And then he showed me, he was like, look, Emma, like you get these monsters and they sing or make different musical sounds. And then if you get all the monsters, at the end, it creates a song. Okay, so I think that's how it all works. I downloaded the game so I could find out for myself, but I didn't go through all the steps to eventually making the song. But I've played around with it a little, and it is pretty fun, actually. To get new monsters, to get new sounds, I get the appeal. But anyway, this game, a song that came out of it in the end, was actually a good song. Okay, so it was put on YouTube, and within the YouTube comments, Walk Off the Earth, the band, commented something along the lines that they love the song and that they're going to cover it. Alright, so they actually covered it, they made it a single, when they released it on YouTube, in the description box, they said that a ton of their fans were sending it to them, saying you have to cover this song, you have to cover it. And it's just kind of this funny, random, roundabout thing that this song that was created in this sort of niche game, at least niche to me, I don't know, maybe you guys all know the game My Monsters, but out of that song, 
we got a great cover of it from Walk Off the Earth, which is a band that I personally love. And I listened to their rendition of this. It's so good. So I had to add it to the playlist, give you guys that backstory first, because it's so unique, I feel, but super cool. And their music video for it is also really cool. So I would urge you to check that out. The song is called Plant Island by Walk Off the Earth. As always, you can find it on our playlist, Typically Peachy, What's Good, on Spotify. That's it for What's Good. Now let's get right into Need to Know Basis. Like I was saying in the beginning of this episode, there were some things that were a bit unexpected about this weekend that led to me needing to adjust accordingly, okay? So first thing, very, very minimal thing, like I told you, Saturday, it was too cold to do the errands that we wanted to do, so we had to shift our plans to Sunday. All right, not a big deal, but it did make it so that we were already out on Saturday, got back home without a ton of time before night, but then with still having everything that we were going to do on Saturday needing to be done on Sunday now, which again, totally okay but it made it so that I adjusted a bit and I feel like I pushed more to Monday. All right, and just for some background, what I needed to get done this past Monday, my extra day off, because I ended up pushing the majority to Monday, I needed to edit a full episode of Excuse My Reach, a really, really good one, by the way, that will be out next week. I'm very excited about it, but I needed to fully edit that I needed to record for Typically Peachy. I needed to plan for another Typically Peachy episode that I have to pre-record because I'm going to be on a work trip coming up soon. So I needed to get that in order. Also, later today, this Thursday that I'm talking to you guys right now, I have an Excuse My Reach episode that I'm recording, so I had to plan and research for that. So it was a lot that was left to one day, but I was like, it's okay. It's manageable. I'm laying out my day so that I have enough time for it all. But then I was not feeling great on Monday. It just was not my day. I will spare you guys the details, but I definitely ate something that was no longer good. And I reaped the downside of that. So because of that, it set my whole day back. I didn't end up getting started on anything until 2 p.m., which was obviously stressing me out. I wasn't feeling great. I was stressed out and I had so much work left to do. But the thing is, I was realizing that by 2 p.m. I had probably spent an hour stressing out and trying to replan and figure out how I was going to get all this stuff done. And I'm telling you guys this all because I feel like we a lot of times have very specific expectations for what we're going to do, even in a day's time. And sometimes you're like, oh yeah, I'm really adaptable. I can move things around. I can change things up when I need to. But I think sometimes the day of comes and you have to actually put into practice your ability to adjust the day. And it feels like an overwhelming task. Like how in the world am I going to put into, I don't know, four or five hours when I had previously given myself 10 plus hours to do that. It's sometimes not the easiest thing, 
But what I started sort of talking myself through is like, okay, Emma, minor adjustments. Just make minor adjustments to things that you are going to do. Maybe you are going to record two episodes that day. Let's dial it down to just one and plan accordingly throughout the week to shift that workload back a little bit. If you don't edit the episode of Excuse My Reach that you really wanted to get done, if that's something that's going to be a huge stressor throughout the week, then prioritize that first, which is what I ended up doing. I ended up editing first, being like, okay, one task at a time, sit down, edit straight. If you need to take a break, take a break to do a different form of work. Take a break to plan for the other episode, which is what I did. I took little breaks from editing to plan for an episode that I needed to plan for. And then when I was fully done editing, I recorded for Typically Peachy. I think sometimes, too, thinking about how you're going to get everything done, rather than just starting to work, makes you more stressed because then you have less time to get the work done. So I know it's not always easy to get over that initial hump, but if you just think to yourself, adjust accordingly, minor changes throughout the day, mindset shift too, tell yourself it's going to be okay because it is. I just know how hard it can be in the moment. I experienced it firsthand this past Monday. But I think also thinking back to a time when you were so, so busy and you had so much on your plate and you still got it done, you were still able to adjust, it puts a little bit of trust back into yourself that you can do it. And sometimes that's all we need. Just a little reminder to trust ourselves, to remember that we've done it before, we can do it again. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. If you're having a hard day, remember, it's just one day. Adjust, adapt, give yourself some grace. You've got this. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends.